Today is June the 10th. Why is unity so hard? Let's find out together as we look at Ephesians chapter 2. So in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul addresses the division between Jews and Gentiles within the Ephesian church. He does that in chapter 2, verse 11. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. You didn't know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you've been united with Christ Jesus. Once once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Now, in these first three verses, Paul presents three elements that put a divide between Jew and Greek in the Ephesian church. In verse 11, he talks about the pride of the Jews. Truth be told, not only the Jews, but the Greeks were proud of who they were. As a result, they divided themselves from anyone who is not like them. Now, you know, we are taught to be proud of our heritage, and that's not a bad thing. We should be proud of our family, of our heritage, even of our country. Where it stops being a good thing is when we separate ourselves and denigrate those who are not like us. Americans are particularly good at that. We're taught to be proud of our heritage, and we should be. That doesn't mean that others can't take pride in their country as well, and that we can't share in their pride of what they also have done. In verse 12, in those days you were living apart from Christ, there is a simple separation. Um, I grew up as an American. Uh, What that means is uh, I did not grow up as a Colombian. And as a result, I didn't understand what it meant to be Colombian. When my wife and I moved to Colombia, we had to learn what that culture was like. And we learned to appreciate it and celebrate it for what it was. Uh, Different, but uniquely good in its own manner. The simple fact that we grow up as one thing and not another can cause that divide. That's not because we want it to be there. It just is there. Third thing, also in verse 12, Paul says, you didn't know the covenant promises, a lack of knowledge. A lack of understanding and knowledge about another 
can put a divide between us and them. Now, instead, in verse 14, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commands and regulations. He made peace between Jew and Gentile by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and put our hostility toward each other to death. Um, as we continue looking here, uh, Paul shifts. Instead of talking about what separates us, he now moves to what unites us. He mentions two things specifically, to which we're going to add three more things. First of all, he says unity comes from outside ourselves. Christ united us. Someone from outside the two bodies brought us together and reconciled us to himself and to each other. That was Christ. When we come to the church, we don't get to pick and choose who our brothers and sisters are going to be. They are who is there. We are one with them. Christ has united us. Then in verse 15, Paul says, Christ did this by ending the system of law with its commands and regulations. There were Jewish regulations that divided them from other people in the world. Paul says, Christ ended that law. We today must stop doing the things that divide us from those who are around us. Reconciliation brings with it certain um, death to some aspects of our life. Some aspects of our life must stop, especially those things that we do that divide us from other people. Now, those are the two things that Paul mentions here. There are three more things that we can add. And in adding that, we simply go back to the three things in the first part that divided us. Paul said in the first part, you didn't know. So another thing we can do to bring unity, let's learn. As we come together, let's make, tell me about yourself, part of our daily conversation. Let's find out how other people grew up. Let's find out about their culture. Let's break down that lack of knowledge. The fourth thing, Paul in the first section said, we simply had a separation from others. And so today, we must communicate, we must knock down that separation, look for opportunities to be together, and to be, get, be together not with people necessarily who are like us, 
but specifically with people who are unlike us. Let's be together with others who don't share our own point of view. The fifth thing that we could mention at the very start, Paul said one of the first things that divides us is pride. So instead of pride, let's bring humility to our relationships with those who are around us. We can certainly be proud of our heritage, but let's be humble with each other in Christ Jesus and prefer each other over ourselves. So today, would you spend some time thinking about what can I do today to bring unity into my relationships? Whether that's an attitude of humility, communication, whether that's understanding, seeking an external force that can help unite us, or ending the practices that divide us. What one thing can I do today to bring unity into my life? Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, what might happen if we're united?